Ace and Mal walked through the gleaming corridors of Winter Garden. As they entered new sections of the complex, Ace was wide-eyed with wonder at the sights he saw. He had thought the place where he had first arrived, called the Grotto as Mal had explained to him, was amazing. But that was just the beginning. There were food processing stations that turned algae into the edible paste that Ace knew as porridge. They passed by a massive water purification machine. In one large chamber, twin colonnades towered above them. They were so tall Ace couldn't see the ceiling. Mal tried to explain their purpose to Ace, something about magnetic reduction, but it was too complex for him to understand. All he knew was, Winter Garden was very, very different from the Barrens and Hell's Gate. Those places were full of misery and pain. Here, there was a feeling of purpose and hope. There were a few engineers and workers operating the machines or inspecting equipment, but they paid little attention to Ace or Mal. Soon after leaving the grotto, Mal went into a communal storage room and returned with a stolen gray jumpsuit. There was some kind of badge on it, but Ace didn't know what it meant. Every so often, someone would nod to Mal, but nobody spoke to them, and they didn't seem to care that a Darwin model bot was padding along behind them. Ace took a quick look at Hazel, noticing how alert she was. Mal had found an old battery, and they were able to swap out Ace's optics power pack. And Ace was grateful to be able to see things so clearly, especially with the sights Winter Garden had to offer so far. You still haven't told me where we're going or what I'm supposed to do when we get there. It's not going to be hard. I'll tell you everything you have to do when we get there. You just have to help me get something. Look, I thanked you for helping me, but I just don't want to get involved. Hazel and I just want to get out of here and go to the surface. That's what Carter wants too. And this thing we're going to get is going to help him and his people. Carter knows how to get to the surface? He does! He just needs a map. That's where you come in. Why are you helping him? And and what am I supposed to do? I live in the Barrens. I don't know how to get to the surface. Mal stopped and turned to Ace, her eyes narrowing into slits. Are you going to help me or not? I fixed your bot and your goggles. Ace stared at her and said nothing, but shrugged his shoulders in silent agreement. When he had escaped the Barrens to what he thought was the surface, Mal had protected him, hiding him from guards, and repaired Hazel. She had repaired his optics goggles, the only way Ace could see. Ace had found Winter Garden, not the surface. And Mal had found Ace. Good, we're almost there. They eventually arrived at a tiered complex built into the walls of a cavern. Iron stairs led up to three levels of catwalks with several pressure doors jutting out from the rock face. Though there was nobody around, Mal moved cautiously and Ace followed her. They climbed the stairs to the second level. Mal stopped in front of a pressure door. Mal rolled up the sleeve of her jacket, exposing her forearm. She held her arm up to a sensor on the door. Ace watched as the light turned from yellow to blue. The door hissed as it unlocked. Mal pushed the door open and they stepped inside. Ace looked around and saw a room full of electronic equipment, monitors, and instrument panels. It was some kind of workstation, but he had no idea what that work was. What is this place? Record storage. The history of Subterra is all right here. History? Why do you want to know the history of this place? 
Mal was too busy looking for something to respond to Ace. Air duct map, original blueprints, floor plans. Mal, what are you looking for? A secret passage to Eagle's Nest. Eagle's Nest? The military outpost. The gateway to the surface. We're going to steal a map for Carger. And what do you get out of this? You want to go to the surface? Mal hesitated before responding, as if she was really thinking about the question. Ace, we doing this or what? She moved off, not waiting for him to answer. Ace followed Mal down a long corridor. Clear glass revealed labs on either side of the hall with all manner of scientific equipment. Hazel caught her reflection in the glass and started to growl, but Ace calmed her by patting her head. They arrived at an open archway that led into a large chamber. Mel stopped and turned to Ace. Okay, this is as far as I can go. Why? Everyone that enters that chamber is scanned. That's the entire security system. There's no video cameras, there's no guards. It's all about tracking biochips, and you don't have one. Ace looked at her, still trying to figure it all out. You'll be invisible. What do I do? You just go in there, disable the security scanner. I'll be right here. I'll tell you everything you have to do. Can I bring Hazel? It'll pick up her electrical current. She can't go in until the system is disabled. Oh, and you'll have to turn your optics down to the lowest setting. How will I see? Mal pulled a flashlight from her pack and handed it to him. It's a bioluminator. Runs on algae. It's going to be dark in there, and your optics won't be enough. The lights are only activated by someone with a chip. Ace nodded, took the bioluminator from her, and cautiously stepped through the archway. He tensed up and looked up and all around at the doorframe, part of him expecting an alarm to go off. But nothing happened. He was inside the chamber. He switched on the bioluminator, shining it around the area. There were several different paths that led to different points in the room. Keep going straight. Ace stepped forward following Mal's instructions. There were several computer stations and banks of tall servers. He had no idea what any of this was. Mal peered through the archway and tracked Ace's progress, careful to keep the chip in her arm outside the threshold. Turn to your right. The panel should be on the wall. You should see a flickering red light. Ace turned, swiveled the light, and scanned the area in front of him. It didn't take long for him to find an instrument panel with a flickering red light. I see it! I see it! Just then, Mal heard the pressure door from the other room opening. Ace! Ace! There's somebody coming! What do I do? Hide! Mal tapped Hazel on her neck and beckoned for her to follow. She pressed the panel on a storage locker. The door opened and she stepped inside, Hazel following obediently. She heard footsteps approaching. She activated the panel again from the inside and the door closed just as she saw a moving shadow appear on the floor. Inside the chamber, Ace looked around for a place to hide. He heard footsteps getting closer and closer. He turned to move and dropped the bioluminator. It hit the ground with a soft thud and rolled away from him. With no time to retrieve it, Ace got down on his hands and knees and crawled under a computer terminal, working his way behind a thick tangle of cords and conduit. 
Ace peeked out from his hiding place. A man with a long gray coat appeared at the archway. When he stepped through, Ace heard a sharp beep. The noise must have been his chip being scanned, Ace thought. As the man stepped inside the chamber, a bank of lights switched on and lit up the space. Ace kept his eyes forward and saw a pair of legs. Ace watched as the man's legs approached the fallen bioilluminator, which was right in front of the engineer's path, but he must not have seen it because he walked right by. Ace leaned back into the massive wires, trying to make himself small, trying to measure his breath and stop the pounding of his heart. Ace could hear the engineer tapping on a keyboard. Then he turned around and walked away. He rounded the corner and disappeared from view. A moment later, the lights switched off, plunging the chamber into darkness. Ace stayed hidden until he heard a voice. He's gone. Ace. I'm here. I'm here. Hurry, he might come back. Ace crawled out from his hiding place. He looked down at the bioilluminator. A thick green liquid was pooled on the ground next to it. He must have broken it when he dropped it. He picked up the bioilluminator, then keyed his optics, turning up the brightness. Ace turned and went back to the flickering red light. There was an instrument panel next to it with several buttons and switches. Ace put the bioilluminator on top of the panel and studied the interface. There were words written on it, but he had no idea what they meant. What do I do? Find the switch marked alarm and turn it off. But I can't read. You can't read? I only know a few words. Do you know the letter A? Yes. The switch you're looking for will start with the letter A. Ace looked around until he found it. He flicked the switch and the lights came up. Seconds later, Mal was at his side along with Hazel. Ace stepped back as Mal moved to the keyboard. Symbols flashed across a monitor. Mal slipped a memory drive into the side of the computer. She tapped a few more keys and a progress bar appeared as the information was downloaded onto the drive. Mel waited a second longer and then pulled the drive free. Got it. Hazel and I will go outside and then you can turn the alarm back on, okay? Ace nodded. Mel and Hazel trotted back to the archway and stepped outside. The lights went out again. Ace turned back to the instrument panel and noticed that some of the green algae liquid from the bioilluminator had seeped into the panel. Hurry! Wait! There's no time! Do it! Ace flicked the switch. An explosion of white light blinded Ace as he was showered with sparks and stunned by a pulse of electric current that threw him backwards, sending him sprawling to the ground. Ace's optics goggles shorted and went into reboot mode. He was blind. He heard Mal yell, Hazel! No! A shrill alarm sounded, a high-pitched screeching that forced Ace to cover his ears. He felt Hazel's nose pushing against his arm. She helped him to his feet. He heard footsteps and then Mal's voice. What happened? I can't see. My optics has to reset. Take my hand. T take my hand. It's not safe. We have to get out of here. Mal grabbed Ace's hand and pulled him forward. They exited the chamber and then went into another room. 
Ace suddenly heard raised voices. Then he heard someone screaming for them to stop. Mal pulled Ace along faster as they broke into a run. by Steve Kruger and Warren Davis. Performed by Marty Yu and CC Boyce.